And so, from I Heard God Laughing by Hafiz. Got to find a poem. You better start kissing me. Go ahead. <laughs> Throw away all your bigger bowls at God's door. For I have heard the beloved prefer sweet, threatening shouts. Something of the order of, Hey, beloved, my heart is raging volcano of love for you. You better start kissing me or else... You like that. <laughs> or else. Or else what? <laughs> or else you're going to talk. <laughs> I guess I'm one who likes the expressiveness of spirit where I guess it's more obvious. It's kind of like those uh, shake-up calls or wake-up calls to shake you up, to wake you up type of a thing. And it's funny, in, in meditation, inside of me, I was hearing, life's a show. It's like, yeah, life's a show. And then as, as I heard those words, or I was remembering back several years ago when I've shared this story before where I, was, uh, I, I had this experience where I was underneath like water looking up at the surface just a few feet above me. And when you see the sunlight hit the surface of water, if you've done that, you see how when that light hits the water, all of a sudden you see that light diffract into all these different rays of light as it shoots down through the water. And so I started to see how that expression of the light of our own soul, as it hits the water, the surface of the void in this world, it's that diffraction of our oneness into these parts or pieces, if you will. And what is that in the Jewish faith where they talk about collecting the shards mm -hmm. or something? Taking along. Yeah. Well, what is that translated in English? Repairing the world. <laughs> Repairing the world. Well, this is a little more than. It's really bringing your soul really back, really stepping back into that oneness in that way. But it was that diffraction, the rays of light, as they went into expression in that way. And then, and then in that. I started, I just kind of, this was just moving through me with Life's a Show. And then I started kind of looking at, you know how when you see a movie, that how that works with the film and it's light, a light shining through the film, and it's that ray of light that all of a sudden puts the picture up on the screen and whatever's on the film and the light shines through. So I was like, well, when I saw the light of the soul, it's just light. But then what is that film that also gives us a picture or a form of an expression of that light? And so that we have the unmanifest spirit, which is this pure light. But then as it comes into expression, I like to often say, to me it's like that movie film where the light shines through and all of a sudden now you have the manifestation of the expression in all of its forms as it appears in this world. The reflection. Life's a show. The reflection or the illusion or the appearance of life in this world as compared to the truth, the spirit, which is this pure light, pure loving, and just the movement of that. So it was really interesting just looking at that. You know, we, we've heard the quotes like Shakespeare and life's a stage, we're all actors upon the stage and all that. So it's like all those different things over the 
periods of time from the different teachers through the ages, how they've expressed that. And it just was a neat reminder for me to see how life is a show. It's that movement of our own light of our soul hitting that film of consciousness in these worlds to give form or structure and movement to that light as it is expressed in these worlds of reflection. So I thought, that's pretty interesting. And then in that, as I was watching, you know, the show, the film, the movie playing, then I thought, well, gosh, you know when the movie's done and all of a sudden you see the end credits and all of a sudden the light projector shuts off and boom, it's a blank black screen, dark, there's nothing there. Well, I'm like, well, that's kind of how this void is. It's a void, it's just dark, there's nothing here. And it's that projection of the light through that image that gives it life or the appearance of life like a movie. And when the show's over, lights out, there's nothing there. Then I go, well, golly, was it real to begin with? If it's that simple that when the movie projector stops projecting that light and then there's just darkness, there's nothing there? Is life really like that? Is that what we're experiencing here in this world that appears so physically dense and seems to be alive? These bodies and all, these three-dimensional appearances. And when we see a movie, it's two-dimensional. So is it really just a greater expression or greater depth of the movie and its projection into this world, our own lives? The projection of our own soul's light creating this appearance, our own movie. We're the star of our own show. So what is that show that you're projecting? What is the life you're living? And besides that, who's the screenwriter? Who's the author of the show? Who wrote the book? Who's directing the picture? Who's telling the actor or actors what to do? Who's giving them their lines and their parts? Who's doing all of that? That's kind of an interesting one. Because when I saw that light in this experience, it was one light, but then when it hit the surface of the water, it diffracted into all these different rays of light. I go, wow, look at all the different expressions or projections of experience. Even like when the white light hits a prism, you ever seen that where it hits the prism and all of a sudden, it diffracts into all these spectrums of the rainbow. I mean, there's even another dimension or depth to all that. So we have all these examples of how that light diffracts and its appearances and images in all that way. And, you know, well, when do we even awaken or discover all these nice sayings or theories or expressions of the journey of the soul and what that looks like in this world. Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't have those experiences until after years of meditation and waking up to the truth of spirit beyond the reflection or the projection. And so over the years I learned these are all fun sayings and the things we talk about here and it's nice to think about the idea of it's just an illusion or a reflection or a projection. But then what is it really to discover that greater truth of what we're talking about? And that's the journey 
of sound and light. It's that journey of return to really now go back into and see for yourself these things we talk about, that you come to know that expression of your own soul, its projection upon this film of the world, upon the, um, what do you call it? Screen. Screen, thank you. <laughs> so it's that journey. And in meditation, what we're doing is we hold our focus here at the Seed of the Soul, is that we're beginning to get in touch with that first true light of spirit as it resides here. And as that diffraction of the body, we have all the chakras, all those reflections as it goes down in. So as we hold our focus here, we begin to awaken up to that first aspect of that white or golden white light of the purity of spirit. That's why we hold our attention here in meditation, so that we begin to awaken to the truth as it expresses in and through this physical realm. And so on and so forth through each of the realms. Astral, causal, mental, etheric, and in the soul. And the top of every realm, just like here, the top of the body, is that truth of our spirit, of our soul. That same light you'll see here, you'll see on the astral, the causal, the mental, etheric, and in the soul. That same light as it projects and expresses on all the different levels in that way. And so in meditation, we're simply following that light. The projection, that ray of light that has come out of the soul realm of who we are as it has hit the surface of the water, the void, and reflected. But there's that pure light of our own soul that exists through every realm. So yeah, maybe we're living in reflection, but we are the ones that are living or expressing in the reflection. So all we have to do is follow the light of our own soul, the truth of who we are, is following that ray of light. And that's all we're doing. In meditation, as we gather and focus our attention here at the seat of the soul, we're beginning to wake up and see the light of our own soul. And so, the more we give it attention, the more we wake up, the more we see it, the more we experience it. And then at that, we just follow it because you wake up to it here but then what do we say? Inwards and upwards. And so it's always in and up. But once you move in and up, you're looking up. And in spirit, you'll see that as a ray of light. As you wake up to it here, you look, just like you'd look at the sun. You, make, you can look on the ground and see the, the light hitting the ground, but then if you follow that, you'll go back to the source. So in meditation, all we're doing is looking up to follow that light, that sunlight that we see, the light of our own soul, and just following it now, looking up to see where it's coming from, back to its source. And a wonderful thing happens, that as we follow that and begin to look up to the source, then as that happens, as we give it attention, just naturally it begins to draw us back. It just begins to draw us back. It's like you ever see water on the ground on a hot day and the sunlight hits it and it begins to evaporate like steam. What does steam do? It kind of rises up. That's what the light does to us. It kind of lifts us up. Yeah, there's that burning action. 
burning the karmas off, so the steam. <laughs> I'm so steaming. Maybe that's a good thing then. That steaming is that light of spirit, burning that which holds that light entrapped in these realms of illusion so that it can once again begin to rise. And that's what it does. It naturally begins to rise up. And so as we follow that light up, we begin to naturally rise right up towards the source of that light. But it is us raising our vision, moving up. Those names we give in initiation, or the hue or the anahue, when we chant those names or sing them inside, is that frequency of loving that pulls us up to that source. It is the power of that name that is God's loving, that is placed in the name, given in initiation, that as you chant that, say that, sing that within you, it automatically begins to pull you inwards and upwards so that you begin to awaken and see that light and then are drawn upwards towards the very source of that light. It's very simple, but it's up to you to really give it the focus and intention and attention and repetition because that's what it takes, is that attention and that repetition. So then in a sense, you give yourself and God a chance to begin to draw you back to that source from which the expression or the projection comes. That's really the simplicity of this pathway of sound and light. The sound is what brings the projection of light home, back to the source. To who's doing the projection? In this world, all we're doing is looking at the projection of light. So in meditation, in the spiritual pathway, we're following that projection now and turning and looking to the source from which the projection has come and traveling back, back to the projector, the source. It really is that simple. It's just following that stream of light back to the one who is projecting, directing, screenwriting, the author, of your own book, the show, the show of your life. We've talked about rewriting our scripts or using affirmations to change things within our consciousness. All these different ways of rewriting our scripts or rewriting our life's journey. But if you want the greatest power of really doing that, it's called Go back to the source, to the true author, to where that life is being projected from so that you can begin to change it in the truest sense. If you're one of those out there who have been trying to do a lot of the changing of your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, through all these affirmations, positive programming, treasure maps, whatever you want to call them, the greatest power and where you'll see the greatest change is going to the source from which it comes. Be aware of that. Because most of the change, or attitudinal changes, are coming out of the mind and the emotions. And they do have power too. 
But that's not a power that is going to set you free and liberate your soul. That's a power that will simply create more physical and mental and emotional experiences for you. And if that's what you want, that's great. And if you'd like that and more, that's called the return. Back to the soul, back to the author, the truth of who you are. When you reach that, believe me, your life will change whether you had ideas of what you wanted it to change into or whether you had no ideas. It will change. Because when you awaken and know for yourself that greater truth and that you are the author of your life, that the show in this world will begin to project a greater expression of that truth in which you have awakened into. So be aware of that. And give yourself the time. Think about it. If you wanted to be a, a movie director, a producer, writer, does it happen overnight? No, it starts with an idea. Then you start researching and educating yourself and maybe go to school. It could take years and years of learning in education and research to begin to discover how to do that. So understand this inner journey is the same. It can take years and years of research and education in doing the homework that through your experience you come to the true learning so that you really know, not intellectually, but you know through your experience what it is, what it takes, how to do it. So give yourself the time that your life can change, and it will, little by little, over time, as you learn more and more, and you wake up to that greater truth. Your life does change, if you haven't noticed that by now. If you're new, you'll begin to find out. You've been doing this for a while, you know that. You know the longer you do it, the more change you'll see. Because that's what happens as we come more awake to the truth, that in that awakefulness of the truth, the expression will change in this reflection to line up in a greater way with that. You'll find that greater joy and ease and the fulfillment of living life, even in this world, when you awaken to that greater truth. But even the journey of that awakening to that is all part of the script. It's all part of the script that you've already written. You're just simply remembering that you wrote the script. It's funny, just, I think it was just a few days ago, Jim and I were talking with a friend, and one of the things they would say with their partner was follow the script. Stick to the script. And I thought that was interesting hearing those words because I think of a script, you know, like that, and stick to the script, you know, stick to your lines. And aren't a lot of us on this journey of, well, what is my script? What are my lines? Tell me, Lord, tell me. I just want to know and follow that so I'd be happier and more fulfilled. 
Well, that's what we're doing here in meditation and that return, going back to the source, is discovering our script, learning our lines. We're doing it all along. But the funny thing is, your lines change. The script actually changes as you go through each epic or chapter of the story. It changes. It's all one journey, but there's different chapters or epics within that journey. That's the story of your own soul, the journey of the soul, your own book of life. There's all the storylines. You know the really good novels you ever read? It's been a long time since I have. The storylines where you get really pulled in there, they're so interesting. It's all one story, but yet, isn't it funny how we begin and end at each chapter? So we take it by chapters. It's just interesting how we just kind of naturally do that. So know that in your own life, there are the different chapters that you're living, you're reading. But also there's another important aspect in this journey of your own show, the life. That not only you, the character or characters that are being played out in your storyline or movie, but also if you can begin to look more towards the one who has written the script, you begin to awaken to more of that truth and begin to see and understand more and more the projection that they're just characters on the stage. When you begin to wake up and understand more that this life out here is just the actors or the characters on the stage, but the producer, the director, the author, the screenwriter is the one directing. But think about that. Aren't they standing behind the camera? And so what are they doing standing behind the camera rather than out on the stage? Aren't they observing and watching all the actors doing all their lines and actions? And so it is in spirit. The soul is at one of who we are. The neutral observer, the one observing the play, the show. All at the same time, you've got the director, the producer standing behind, watching the show and the actors. Where you, the soul, are that one behind the camera, or behind the stage, watching the show. But yet, when our focus is here in this body, we're aware of being the actor. When we play our parts really well, we believe our part. We believe it. Aren't those the best actors that really believe and live their parts? And aren't they the most believable ones when we see an actor who's so convincing? Well, guess what you're doing? Oh, include myself. Guess what we're doing? We've learned our parts very well. So you know your lines. You're acting it out just wonderfully. Isn't it funny, even some actors in this world, as they're in the industry more and more, 
the move towards maybe even directing and producing their own shows? There's a little progression in there. Why? Because they want to do what they want to do, not to be told what somebody else wants to do. Isn't that true for us? We want to do what we want to do and not what somebody else tells us to do. Anybody in here that's not the case? You love being told what to do? <laughs> so this journey of meditation is that progression from being the actor and moving towards being the director or the producer or the author or screenwriter. It's that movement. And the closer you get, the more you really discover, you need the farther back you get or the higher you get, the bigger overview. So not only do you know your part, you begin to see the bigger picture, the whole storyline that's unfolding before you that you're living out in your life. What is my karma? That's your script. And you're just playing it out. But as you get closer to the producer, you're the one producing it. You get to see more of the bigger picture. But what is that really? It's the greater understanding of the natural unfoldment of all of life in its unfoldment and expression throughout all creation. That's all it is. That's all? Yep, that's all. And it's a lot. And it's huge. But that's all. It's just a natural unfoldment. But it takes time. It takes time. It takes time to live out our karmas, to act out our parts, to really be the good actors and actresses upon the stage. You've got to practice over and over and over, repetition, till you get so good, it's automatic. Aren't those the good actors, right? The ones where it's just natural? And they don't look like they're acting, but what do we call a bad actor? Oh, they're just acting, because it's obvious. Well, guess what we're doing in this world? We're practicing a lot. In the beginning, we were probably terrible actors. But man, through repetition and over and over, lifetime after lifetime, we've got to be pretty good in acting out our lives. That we're all so believable. Except for some, we know them. We go, ah, they're so phony, they're so fake. And that quantum, you're just a bad actor. You haven't learned your part well enough yet, have you? Be yourself. Be the best actor you can be. So it's believable. Live your truth. And your acting will be perfect. Because it is you living the truth. And then the outer expression is fulfilled. The perfection. I'm having a good time today with this one. You know, when you really begin to have an understanding, like what I'm sharing of today, you begin to look at life a little different. When you look at it that way, it is more fun. There's a greater joy in the journey, in living. You know, I mean, there are the dramas, 
the tragedies, as well as the comedies, the sitcoms, the whatevers. And we're going to play all the parts. It's fun, though, because when you really see more of the bigger picture and how it works, you play the parts. You know, the, I, I like watching the bloopers or the outtakes you know, on DVDs or whatever after movies if they play them because you get to see the person and the fun they have and the laughter and the playfulness. And that's usually really probably more of the pros that have been doing it and it's more natural. That, to me, is the greater freedom. And that greater freedom is in all of us. It's just allowing ourselves to find that more natural expression in playing our parts. Rather than trying to get the part right, I've got to get my lines, I've got to act out all, even the body language, got to be just right so everybody believes me. You know, the performance, and the performance anxiety, the judgment of ourselves and what are others going to think of us. It's all judgment of self. That after a while, when we do it enough, we see how it starts to really work more and more, we start to relax. We like ourselves better. And the funny thing is, when we like ourselves better, don't you ever find that people around you seem to like you more too? Yeah, because when you're relaxed, you're freer. And that freedom is where you find the greater joy, the serenity, the peacefulness, the fulfillment of life. Because we know we're doing our part. And when you can just relax and have a good time. But you still participate in all those different expressions. The actor, the producer, the screenwriter, the director, all of it. You get to play out all the different experiences. Because it's all part of the journey. So let it be okay, the time, whatever it is, that you're fulfilling each of those characters upon the stage or each of those expressions that I just described from actor to screenwriter. It takes time in each of those areas so that you come to know what they are. Because as you allow yourself that space and the time to do that, it's how you fulfill your life story and you complete your journey. And then before you know it, the end credits are going to be going by, and you'll be reminiscing already, going, oh, wasn't that a good one? Oh, wasn't that a bad one? Oh, wasn't it this or that? You're the critic of your own movie. And then, guess what? We start reminiscing too much and criticize the movie, see what could have been done, been done better or a different way. Guess what? You can come back and rewrite it and do it out again, get it more of your liking, add a new twist or turn to the whole plot. But eventually, even after all that, because that's what a lot of us have done, a lot of us have been initiated more than once, so we're back, keep doing end credits over and over until we get it right, or get it to the place where we finally just love it all. And then when the movie's over, it's over. We're happy. We are fulfilled, complete, 
joyful and free from the whole show and have already returned to the true life from which we are viewing the show. And then we simply just continue, but in that greater truth of being the author and returning to the great screenwriter in the spiritual sky.